You're listening to the MLS Fantasy Insider, bringing you weekly tips, tricks, and advice for the official MLS Fantasy game. Hello and welcome to the MLS Fantasy Insider, our preview of round 29, the final round of the 2022 MLS Fantasy season. This episode is brought to you by... Hold on, Reed. Uh, oh. I'm taking this one over. This episode is brought to you by the end of an era. Seattle is missing the playoffs for the first time, and I'm going to celebrate just like everybody celebrated when sporting missed a few years back. Oh, um, no, no, no. Um, Actually, uh, brought to you by the amazing Patreon supporters of the MLS Fantasy Insider podcast. Uh, without you guys, that at least... Two of us couldn't keep this podcast going. I don't know if there'll be three by the end of the show. Mm-hmm. I'm your host, Reed Connolly from MLSFantasyBoss.com. And tonight I'm joined by my partners in fantasy, Blaine Riffle and Ashley Savage. How are you all doing tonight? I'm doing great. Yeah, Ashley. I mean, I'm doing better than Blaine. So, you know, <laughs> made, a, made it enough times, got some silverware this year. My uh, MVP captain isn't retiring and, uh, you know, I'm sitting pretty. Ouch, ouch. Too soon, not enough, too hot. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I'd expect nothing less. Expecting nothing less. It's it's the love. It's the love of the of the playful banter that happens. That's it. That's all this right there. Is it time to say like Cascadia invented crashing out of the playoffs like this? I mean, no, because they've um, made it every year for the last six. So Yeah, so now it's time for Seattle to claim that they're they've invented this too. Sure. Well, you know, we only invent good things. You wouldn't know anything about that. In Kansas I mean, City. there's there's a lot of new teams. Yeah. In the East. Someone else, I mean, New was... England crashing out. Atlanta. New England was the best pointed team in the history of MLS. No playoffs. So I think uh, there's it's a streak and it's definitely fun to to laugh at when you're not a Sounders fan. But and... I mean, other people are choking just as bad, if not worse. So it's true. I'm okay. It's, it's a good year to it's not all it's not all bad. I mean, this is a weird year. New England finished first in the East and they're out. But Colorado, then you got first Colorado Seattle, and Sporting finished one, two, three last year, and all three of them are eliminated before decision day. So it's just a crazy Cincinnati thing. might make the playoffs. What world are we living in, you guys? I oh, don't even know what to I'm glad I'm glad the show's over before playoffs. I mean, I could I don't know if we could sit here with Reed being having the only playoff team. I mean, I it would feel weird, but God, I hope it happens. Because if we're zero for three as a podcast, what are we doing, you guys? Uh, it, these things just happen. I mean, there's only so many wooden spoons you can put up on your wall before you decide yep. you, you need to make it something shiny. Yeah, that's right. Maybe wouldn't know anything about that. that but... He would not know anything about that. But uh, this is not the end of the season. There is still one more round, and we played around last week, which seemed forever because it was this two week expansion mm-hmm. crazy craziness. Uh, so thanks for everyone who stuck with us during during that strange. But how did everyone do last week? Uh, chat, go ahead and put your results, and uh, let's start with you all, Blaine. Yeah, eighty six last week. Not my best round for sure. Um, I took a couple of gambles. I did take out my Seattle players. I kind of listened to chat on that. I just Yamar would have been better than what I had. Fry would have been better off the bench ended up with Blake and Wagner, which really hurt. Um, 
I probably would have had Wagner either way, though. You just don't expect something like that. Yeah. Um, gambled. I left a five on the bench and tried putting Shaq Moore in just because I thought Nashville had a chance. I was trying to make up some ground and some head-to-heads. So it was a gamble that cost me two points. But then Gazdag was my other big miss for the week. Uh, don't feel bad too bad about Mukhtar. Um, I think a lot of players had him. He was up there for one of those prime picks. I mean, taking a three hurts, but I feel like the vast majority of the top end players had him anyway. So it's that's a wash. But Gazdag getting a one was really rough. Zero. He got a zero. I, he's showing a one on mine right now. Corrections. You know, Blaine, it's nice to see, though, that you and Gazdag have come full circle by the end of the season with letting you down. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Gazdag, sorry. You said Gazdag. I heard Wagner. Oh, my bad. Yeah, Wag- no, Wagner and Blake both picked up zeros. That's what really hurt me this week. Everybody else was okay. I mean, we went with, I went, I mean, Miazga, Callens, Acosta, Vasquez, Heel on the bench. Um, I did throw him on the bench. I decided to gamble with that one. It's just, it was a disappointing week overall. Just a cup. My trust in Philly just really let me down. They're fighting for the shield and blew it at the tail end. Expect more. It's this is part of how this end of the season always works. Ashley, because how did you MLS. do? Because yeah. MLS. Yeah, it's a big become because MLS season. I think for sure. Um, yeah, I had got a ninety-four. Um, I had some questionable choices. I I talked about this in our our group that I am. Um, I was a little under the weather Saturday morning and I spent about 10 minutes trying to decide if I wanted to keep Carlos heel on my team, got into discord, talked in discord for a little bit, which isn't normally like me on a game day. Um, talked to, to a girlfriend of mine about it, looked at my team so many times and didn't realize that I still had Brooks Lennon in my defense from the round before he got a six. So honestly, I feel like that could have been worse. Um, but I was just not there for the adjustments um, Saturday, just kind of dealing with a, just a head thing, but um, had to make some adjustments on the day. And I don't think I did my best. 94 isn't anything to be too upset about. Um, it dropped me down a little bit in Champions League. Um, I also had Mukhtar, which like Blaine said, I, I think most people did. Um, I didn't start any of my Seattle players, and I feel okay with that. I did have Callens, um, which was helpful. Puig and Heel pulling out 10s was good. Um, I also started Insigne, which um, ended up to be not the best place on the field for him. Um, but I'm at overall rank 55, Champions League 18. My goal for this year was to do top 100, and I'm sitting there right now. Um, and my goal for Champions League was top 50, so... Um, there was a two and a half hour stretch. I have to say it here so it lives on forever. There's a two and a half hour stretch where I was number one in Champions League. And I just feel like if we'd stopped then, you know, I would have been insufferable. So I'm really glad we didn't. But um, <laughs> it was a it was a really kind of crazy because it wasn't just like a mid game thing. It was like games had happened, other things had ended and it said it. So of course I screenshotted it. I will brag about it in my household forever. But um just to get top 50 in Champions League will, will feel like a real win for me. So um, not my best round, but hopefully this this final round I can at least hold steady or maybe move up a little bit. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Uh, so for myself, I uh, ended up with 100 points on the on the round, and uh, that was pretty. I thought that was a pretty good score with some kind of random people in there. I think I had a pretty cookie-cutter 
uh, midfield there, Acosta Mukhtar, Guish, Durisi, and Gazdog. Um, I went double Cincinnati for, for my front line with Vasquez and Brenner, and I had Acosta yeah, as my captain. Uh, and then I had Fontas and Wagner on the bench, and I had that them coming in with the with the a keep with a an Otteru, and I got the ten from from Fontas, and I also I mean I went with the, the SKC back line, and so I also had Polskamp as my defense, Waterman as a another defender there with ten. I had Lennon as well, um, and then I left eight on the bench. On purpose, Gata. Hmm? On purpose, I did. Yeah, I <laughs> I I made that choice on purpose. So um, that makes me feel better. So I mean, I was yeah. okay with the six. No, me too. But I yeah. wasn't okay that he was there. I I was surprised to see him. It no, was <laughs> I mean, I was like, I mean, I thought it was a, a decent shot there with. Yeah, the totally. Match, he got so. an assist. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. that was offensive bonus points against a bad New England team. I mean, it may the pick makes sense. Yeah, I yeah. was I was really happy with my score, and I can see from the only thing that was bummed was I looked at my head to heads and. I, I don't know if I won any of them. I think I tied one and then lost the others by maybe four or six points. So I was like, yeah. yes, triple digits. I, what? I, I think Blaine and I should give some credit where credit is due in our experts invitational to Cam and Donuts. The oh, yeah. final four was Blaine and Donuts, myself and Cam and um, Donuts and Cam won out as honestly they should have. Uh, they had such great seasons. Um, so they'll they'll play each other in the finals for that that league and just deserved i would have loved if it was blaine and me obviously because that oh, would yeah. have just been hilarious and amazing um but yeah kudos kudos to those guys for for pulling it out i also just very quickly want to share with you guys the team of the week just so i think we can all feel a little better about uh, you know our chalk chalk pit picks not hitting um marie for san jose and shay salinas <laughs> Both of who cost less than Yamar combined um, with 12 points. Zach McMath with 10 on that penalty save. Um, is Matt Marine? I, I, that one to me makes a little bit of sense. I thought SKC had a good clean sheet shout. Um, Mabika for Inner Miami with 11 as well. Etienne Jr. for with 12 from Columbus, which is I don't think anybody's first pick from that midfield. Lucho Acosta and Gauld, I get 14 and 17, respectively. Gutierrez, a 5.0 midfielder from Chicago with 17. Rios, as we know, 4.9 for Charlotte on 23 points. And then Duran for Chicago, 5.6 million with 14 points. I mean, that's not a team you're picking. That sounds like a team that hacked the system. There we go. Yes, exactly. There we go. So, no. Huge congrats to that. Uh, going over to to chat, some also fantastic scores here. Uh, one eleven for Fizz, that's awesome. Uh, one ten after corrections. Well, this it, we're an after correction sort of crowd here, Fizz. So that's that's the score we have to look at. Uh, the, the Skylers score. Everyone's got to give their their Skylers cut. So mm -hmm. uh, ninety six for Gene, ninety one for William, seventy one for Eric, uh, ninety three for Black and Red. I mean, lots of seventies, eighties, and nineties. I mean, it it was a rough round. Oh, oh, so one fifteen. Cameron one fifteen. For the yeah, week, that's, that's why he did so well. Um, so yeah, if you got triple digits, I mean, that was definitely big time right there. And uh, this this was a fun round for mm -hmm. for the crazy that it was. So it was it was a very MLS kind of round, I feel. Uh, but it's but it's not left. Uh, we we do still have one round left. Are there? 
and I'm okay with this being being a short section right here in chat. Feel free to to weigh in right now. But is there anything that you have for takeaways from takearoos from this week that can be applicable for this final round as we're going into the end of the season, Ashley? Um, I mean, I think, and I I'm sure Blaine will say the same thing. I think just paying attention to who needs it, right? Um, there's a couple of teams that are still in both conferences that are just on the bubble. And I expect those playmakers to show up. I, you know, I expect Lucio Acosta, Brenner, Vasquez to show up at DC when they need it. I expect the Lorian Cucho to show up because they're going to need, you know, I think that, um, I, I think there's going to be some good spoilers to be had. I think it's not, you know, just neglecting the teams that didn't make playoffs maybe isn't the best path because, um, as Blaine knows too well, the teams are going to want to spoil, right? Um, but no, I mean, generally, I think the teams that are out, it's not that I want to fade them by any means, but um, just being aware that they might not play everybody or you might see some kids starting um, is just the general kind of takeaway uh, for me. And, you know, another thing to, to keep in mind that's not really something from this past week, but that does affect this week is when the games start, right? That that decision day format makes it kind of tricky to pivot because um, everything starts at two different, you know, the same time, but two different times. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, there wasn't much from this week that I that I would say completely factors into next week, except who's still alive and, and who isn't. And, um, like Blaine and I also always comment on kind of who's hot and who is it. Philadelphia is really kind of losing it for me, right? You know, the last couple of weeks, it's just surprising because they had clawed their way back to be the shield front runners and then have blown it with these Atlanta losses and um, this loss to Charlotte. So just kind of paying attention, same Vancouver, big run of form lately. Um, just paying attention to who's, who's in form and who needs it the most, um, I think is important going into this week. Blaine. Yeah, I'm in that same boat. It's the play. I kind of wrote down the playoff letdown is real. Um, I think Philly's hundred percent in that playoff letdown. Uh, looking at the, just looking at the numbers, uh, LAFC has 21 wins after the weekend. Um, Philly has 18. If Philly did everything right, which they didn't, they would still be behind tied on points behind on wins as that first tiebreaker for the shield. I just did. It's a long shot. You're seeing kinks get worked out here. It's just when teams are locked in and their positions are kind of stationary, you see some rotation. You see some guys let off the gas a little bit. It's just, it's what we see in MLS all the time. And decision day, I expect even more of that. Um, I fully expect with LAFC to have the shield locked up to be clear in their positioning to rotate heavily and wait for the playoffs. Just Bale might start. Yeah. He's rotating, right? Yeah. Protect the guys that are injury prone and, and things like that. And I see the same thing in the East. That's a dog fight. There's, there's a couple of positional battles to be fought. Um, Montreal and Philly are not decided at the one, two, but they are going to finish one, two between them. Um, but it's watch those live teams. Those live teams have everything to play for mm -hmm. and their opponents have every chance to play spoiler here. And right now I just think I'd take this time to highlight uh, Cincinnati, Orlando, Miami, Columbus, and Charlotte 
are all live with positional changes that can affect playoff standings. Well, and I'll throw in Portland, Minnesota, RSL, Vancouver. Yep. And then that's your Western Conference. Um, Everybody's got, every one of those teams has something to play for. And it's going to be interesting. I don't know that we have any of those as head-to-heads, which is nice. No, RSL, RSL and Portland are going head-to-head. Yes, you're like, right. That is, a, that is a definite must-win. So if you want guys that are going to play 100% and give everything they've got. Minnesota, Vancouver also. Minnesota, oh, that one too? Oh, my yeah. goodness. Okay, so the West is full live. I mean, that's I hadn't gotten to break that down. But it, that's huge. Um, yep. You're going to get to see it. What is it? Is it? No, Charlotte and Columbus are playing, I think, tonight. No, that's well, we'll, Wednesday, but we'll that get, won't happen. We'll get to that. Yeah, we'll up. get to that okay. in a second. But then it's what, Miami and Orlando have a double game week this week. They are mm-hmm. both live, and they're playing each other in the midweek for that. So that is huge for playoff implications. Mm-hmm. Um, FC Cincinnati currently sits at fifth, but they will that that will be changing after the midweek game. Mm-hmm. If there's a draw, they drop to seventh because – the draw puts everybody level on points, but Cincinnati's behind on the wins. If there's a win, they move to sixth. It's like there's a lot of moving parts here. So expect everybody behind them's got a game in hand. So yeah. Yeah. So we'll, we'll touch, we'll cover that. Expect a lot of craziness this week. Yeah, I think you guys are right. You nailed it. I mean, this the, the takeaway is look at the look at the standings, look at the rosters. You can check that out at the MLS standings and, and see who's in play, uh, which teams have have it to play for. And uh, you can see who you need to bet against if you have those opportunities, um, because some of them, a lot of them are playing each other, which makes it exciting. And that's and that's really good that it is exciting. Uh, and I just want to highlight one takeaway that was put in chat because I made a pun out of it and I was proud of myself. Cameron said uh, Philly with no Bedoya is an avoid. And I corrected him and said Philly with no Bedoya <laughs> is an avoida. So Ooh, there we God, go. I do love that. There we go. I did. I, I had to share it. I had to share it. Um, but yeah, no, that's. I mean, that's really what the end of every season comes down to is just looking at at those matches and lineups and who's playing for what. And and it's important. It's it's just the way it is for the way this all the this format is for for our playoff system and, and everything. So uh, and it and it can be weird. I mean, we saw what happened with Philly. It, it doesn't always come out like you would think or hope that it would. But, yeah, that is the most important thing. Uh, but I did say when I teased tonight's episode uh, on Twitter that Ashley had a, a very important update to make if you've been watching the schedule on the fantasy game you probably already know this but if you haven't checked yet uh there's there's going to be an update that we're going to cover right after our little break all right and we're back with housekeeping for round 29 uh the quick update for those of you who don't know uh, i forgot to say at the top of the show uh, this is not our last episode. We will be coming back with one more episode for our season recap. Uh, we'll like to take a week off so that we can get some everything together, get our guests lined out, and then we'll come back with that show. Uh, I guess the 17th, I think, is when that is. That's the target. If it does get delayed, I'll be putting stuff out on Twitter. And we really want to make sure that Skyler can join us for this show to give us some feedback from the MLS point of view. So if we can't get him, that's probably the only reason we would have some kind of delay. But there will be one more podcast, one more live stream, after this show tonight, so we're we are not signing off. Uh, housekeeping, though, let's touch quickly on where the the, the leagues stand. Uh, at least uh, the head to heads right now. 
Uh, Donuts is the confirmed supporter shield winner of the MLS Fantasy Insider Experts Invitational, but he has not clinched everything yet. He is fighting it out with Cam in a massive head-to-head battle this week for the actual trophy right there. So we'll see who comes down to the MLS Fantasy Insider Experts Invitational winner, a brutal league if there ever was one. Mm-hmm. Heading over to the Pro Rail update, which I like super salty this week i got the 100 points and it was four points i said four or six it was four points was the most that i lost by i lost one of my head-to-heads by one i drew another one uh, and everything else was like 100 to 104 so i was like man you're killing me here game uh so but over in the champions league fc Star Fox, who jumped ahead a couple of rounds ago uh 22 and 6 is his result he is still on top but there is still one round to go in donuts is right on his heel, so he could overturn and also take the Champions League as well this year. So it's it's pretty close. I think Patrick is now third uh, and out of the running, so it's coming down between FC Star Fox and Donuts. How are we looking in the Veterans League, Ashley? It's over. I'll have to look it up because it we ended we didn't have playoffs, so we. Yeah, my ended... bad. That, we'll fix that next year. My bad. Yeah, no, no, no. You're my fine. Bad. Both Blaine and I. Sloppy Steaks took that one home. Clear winner back and forth most of the season between sloppy steaks, Almeida's vibes, and throwing in the cow. Um, not that I have a favorite, but you guys know how I feel about puns. Um, so sloppy steaks took that one home 21 and seven, um, with a one point cushion, um, on the second and third spot. So yeah, yeah, Blaine, so what was the result have- of that? We do have playoffs over here. Uh, We've got a final that's set up to be McBean All-Stars, who took down the regular season title. There's Jordy for MVP, which is my buddy Maxime from the Draft Leagues. Uh, Feel bad for Rain City on this one. Uh, His 104 loss to a 119 actually would have won the other playoff game. So it's it sucks to have the second highest score and still lose, but we've got a final here from two heavyweights this year, and I'm I'm excited to see this one play out. Sorry, Ashley, you're you're head to head. I know, yeah, I guess I, I didn't forgot I forgot about that too. <laughs> no, yeah, we didn't. I, my league didn't have one, and to everyone there, I apologize. And also, I say blame Reed. I this was, was our first year doing this stuff it's all manual yeah. we're trying to get the bugs worked out uh, next year there will be no head-to-heads it will be just solid all the way through and we'll get this straight up but uh, sorry everybody uh, i would have loved that because i just absolutely tanked in mine i would have loved a redemption shot <laughs> i think i was like 14th in mine yeah uh, then heading over to the pro rail wait list uh wawa we is the champion there so no one else is going to catch him uh, with that so congrats right there pro rail waitlist as soon as we have spots open after i review everything you all will be the first ones i go to before opening it back up through pay that's that's likely i mean last year we just started with patreon then kind of filled open the the plan that i have right now is we'll see how everybody shifts around confirm who is still interested any open spots or non-responses by the deadline that i set uh, we'll go to the pro rail waitlist to see who wants to come in and then if there are still any spots open first pick is going to go to our patrons and then it's going to go to to the public so that's um that's how like we're going to do that because we still want to have some incentives for the patrons so that's what that is okay moving on to the actual 
round. Um, now, this is uh, some important news. Like I said before, if you've if you've seen the schedule, you may already know this, but Ashley, there there is an update that everyone needs to know about this round. Yeah, I uh, I hit up Skylar earlier this morning, Pacific time, so regular daytime for the rest of you East Coasters. Um, trying to get my team set before I went to work, and I saw that Columbus was listed as a double game week with Charlotte in the system. Um, but when you added them to your team, they only showed as a single. Wanted to double check with Skyler, who knows everything. By the time he and I were done talking, um, you know, they'd already fixed everything in the system. Uh, and the Charlotte uh, Columbus game, and I hesitate to even like rebring that up because it's such a hot button issue, is basically just not going to count for the game. Um, if you guys remember, they called that game in, I think, the 11th or 12th minute. Um, so no one got points for those players. Skyler and the team decided to unlock them so we could adjust, I think, to Orlando, if I remember correctly. It was like the only game left, Orlando versus someone. Mm-hmm. Um, so that game is just a wash. So Columbus and Charlotte are not on a double game week this week. They will play on Wednesday, and that game will not count um, for fantasy points. Kind of like the San Jose game. The Cali Classico didn't count, um, you know, in the international break. So um, that's what's happening with that game. So the only double this week is Orlando and Miami, um, the Florida teams. So the if you're, you know, kind of hot on some of those Columbus players thinking maybe they um, had a double, they do not. But they still need to make playoffs, so. I uh, had one quick question that just came in uh, from from Jojo, who asked about if there were some patrons who weren't able to make it in the head-to-head leagues. Um, yes, that, that did happen. Jojo, just because of the number of spots that were available, will also be considering the the size of the leagues as well uh, next, next season uh, when we review everything so like blaine ashley and i will go over everything we'll see what what the numbers look like but yes um the the way it worked this this season for the head-to-heads and and the pro rail league is that i i gave the first shot to the patrons by posting the link there for patrons only and so if anyone didn't get the notification or didn't have their email updated or didn't go to the site to check you could have missed out on being able to join the league and there were caps on the on the league and so if, if it was sort of a first come first serve there and if one league filled up i then post the next league down for for that group to be able to join so uh, if you weren't able to make it and you were a patron so sorry you still had the ability to join uh the patrons league because i put like the maximum number of players it's like 260 or something uh so that head-to-head for the patrons exclusive was available and of course the classic league for all the patrons but yes uh definitely possible if uh if not able to join. So sorry if you couldn't, um, it, just due to logistics with, with the systems in the first year trying to figure it out. But uh, thanks for, for that update, Ashley, about the game. I know uh, that when you when we look at the standings, it's like, hey, they're, they're playing for something, but it is not going to be something that you can capitalize on mm-hmm. if you are trying to get some fantasy points. And you know what? It is what it is. Again, this is, as Blaine and Ashley have said, like an, a very standard because MLS season right here mm-hmm. with... Uh, the weird game systems and some of the matches being crazy and just the teams kind of being unpredictable as usual right there as well. So it, it happens. We're, we're all in the same boat. I know it may not feel fair, but we're, we're all playing with the same rules whenever they happen to be explained to us. 
uh, we are playing with them. So, but take that, take those feelings, save them up. We'll push out a survey. Let us know your thoughts. We'll get that back to Skylar and the rest of the MLS team and uh, just see what we can make happen for, for next season. So that's, that's going to be the plan. As for the rest of this round, the final round, all the fun starts, as we mentioned, on Wednesday, October 5th at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with Miami versus Orlando. So that's going to be a big derby match down there. And then after that, Decision Day hits us on Sunday, October 9th. Half the games start at 2.30 p.m., and the other half of the games start at 5 o'clock p.m. So I'm not going to list out everybody. Uh, you can go and check on that. But pretty much half the teams are playing in the morning or the early afternoon, and half the teams are playing in the late afternoon. So I guess if you're over in Ashley's time, half the teams are playing in the early morning. Or yeah. Half the teams are playing in the late morning. You're Ashley. She quit this weekend. So you know, she's, <laughs> she's going to TiVo it all and but check and see what happens. I'm actually on vacation, so I literally actually won't be paying attention. There we go. The perfect, the perfect excuse. Uh, so as we said, double game week teams that you can actually take advantage of Miami and Orlando. No teams are on a buy, which is not always the case on decision day. We uh -huh. have had some times when there's been a buy team. Uh, switcheroo targets. Uh, just check the mega reference. Again, this is going to be red. Pick a red dotted. Person, yeah, <laughs> I was going to say you can check the mega reference, but with with this being the last day, there will definitely be rotations. There will definitely be players who don't usually yeah. play getting some time. Check your roster. Don't have to worry about money. <laughs> exactly. Just I'm going just Kim Moon Hwang. That's my that's my red dot. LAFC is definitely not playing. There we go. Yeah. There we go. Check check all those things out. Check the mega reference over at Discord. Uh, and then I'm going to give uh, I'll let Blaine give this uh, update real quick. But first, uh, there's not a lot to update with about the injuries. Uh, we do ask that everyone's thoughts and prayers go out to Tyler, our good friend Ranch, uh, because he just had uh, a death in the family. His grandfather passed away. Uh, not necessarily unexpected, maybe a little bit earlier than anticipated. And so uh, his family is, is going through that process. So he uh, it's, it was not expected to and told not to do anything with with fantasy um, for as long as was necessary. So uh, not many updates. And that's why. And and I think that's understandable. Uh, Blaine, do you have anything to add to e any of those that, things I just said? I no, I mean, I didn't have anything. I asked chat or I asked Discord right before the show started to give us something because I've been talking with Ranch off and on for the last couple of weeks. And this was faster than expected so really just been a busy week and didn't expect anything from it but we did get an update today Pozuelo may miss the first game he's a major doubt for the first game of this double game week which is huge news because I think he was in everybody's initial draft before the news came out and then just a few other names uh Velicia for Colorado what Sorry, I was going to say, I believe he actually said that they rushed him back this past week because he wanted to play in Toronto. Yeah. And he is, like, out was the phrasing that I thought I read for midweek, that there's no way he's playing the midweek, but that they're hopeful he'll play the weekend. Uh, Bogart had Phil Neville's actual comment, and it's major, major doubt. Yeah, I mean, that's... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's not playing. Um, but... Uh, Velicia Wagner for Philly, Pines, uh, Santos in Cincinnati, and Hadabi for Houston are all out on red cards. Mm -hmm. uh, Fuchs is still suspended for the midweek 
game for the Columbus game. So then he'll be back for the real. So one. he'll be back and Yearwood's out for the remainder of the year. And then the only other one I saw added was Waterman for Montreal left a little bit early with an injury. So very short list. Thank you, Discord, for getting that. Um, watch the mega reference. Get in Discord. There will be more, I'm sure, as time goes on. But the good news is with Decision Day, if you're watching lineups, you can see everything. And the East locks at one time and the West locks at a later time. Yeah. So you have room to make moves. And you'll have a really good picture of what the landscape looks like at roster lock time. So there should be no major surprises. Thank you so much, guys. If you want to check out where the mega reference is at to see if there are any other changes, which with just the way lineups are going to be in rotations, it may be hard to to actually uh, be sure what's going to happen. But you can head over to MLSFantasyBoss.com slash Discord, and that's the easiest way to join our Discord community and and check out uh, the the fantasy resources that we have, including the mega reference to, to see that. Uh, and like I said, uh, normally... Tyler does a lot of, of the heavy lifting for getting that worked up, but uh, he does have that death in the family that he's he and his family are going through. So if you want to send him some good wishes, you can send him a message, Twitter at uh, Ranchinator on Twitter. If you just want to send him some, some good thoughts and prayers right there, I know that, that he and his family will appreciate that in this time. One of our own right there. A little depressing, but I thought it was important to highlight it. But now we're going to move on to our player recommendations as best as we can for uh, this final round 29. And we're back to talk about player picks for this final round 29. Let's start off as always with our keepers and defenders. Ashley, who do you like? Yeah, so I think I thought the least so far about my defense and defenders, which is probably not helpful when it is my job to sit here and tell you who I like. But all I know is that when I looked at these matchups, not just because of the double, but heavily factoring in, I just put Galese on my bench um, as a keeper. <clears throat> I don't know which single game week keeper I like. I don't get to see his second game, Orlando's second game before making that decision. I can see half of a game. Um, and then pick a West Coast guy. Um, but I, I'm i thinking of going Glacier to a single game we keep her right now. Um, I don't love both of their clean sheets shouts, although I think that it's possible. Um, so right now in defense, uh, to kind of piggyback on that, I, I do have Matinho. Um, the, like I said, the Orlando defense has been kind of shaky. I want someone who I think could get bonus points. Um, and then I'm throwing in... Miazga going to DC, um, you know, statistically probably favorable, even though it's at DC. Uh, and then I'm picking Callens back up after that goal um, this past weekend, even though they didn't get a shutout, um, his bonus point production was good enough that I think maybe back from that injury. Now he's starting to get into some, some good form um, and their matchup, you know, at Atlanta already knocked out of playoffs makes me like him enough to keep him. Um, and then this is definitely a homer pick, but I'm putting DeAndre Yedlin on my bench. Um, he's been having some good service. He's definitely not the highest pointed um, or bonus pointed player in that Miami back line. Um, there was a stretch of this season. I know a lot of people liked Damian Lowe a lot um, and that they were having some pretty decent, you know, defensive showings. I, they're not really there yet, but there's two games. Um, I could see DeAndre getting an assist or something, um, maybe, a, maybe a shutout. 
Uh, so just as a bench play last week, you know, he's a Seattle guy. I gotta, I gotta spread the love and there's no one else that, um, really jumps out at me this week defensively. Um, you know, my instinct initially was to just turn to one of the other Philly defenders, um, cause Toronto's not scoring very well and they're at home. Um, I think that that's a decent idea. Um, I might end up turning my scrub into a Philly defender and seeing how it goes. Um, but right now, those are the those are the guys sitting in in my roster. Lane, yeah, see, I'm on the other side of the double game week uh, the keeper. I like Calendar. It's a double home. Um, Orlando and Montreal both put up a lot of shots. Um, I don't necessarily see the clean sheets, but I see massive bonus point potential here. Um, and it's double home and. Both of those teams have been a little fluky that they're playing against. Miami could snag a clean sheet here randomly. I mean, Montreal's in the hunt for the top spot in the East, which is crazy to think. But, and then Orlando's, their offense is capable of putting up three or four goals or doing absolutely nothing. So I, I think it's it's worth a risk here for calendar. And then you go to a, you go to a Western Conference team on the back end. I think your Western Conference number one is probably going to be Stuver as the chalky pick play hosting Colorado. I mean, that just makes sense with the way Colorado has been playing. But I'm actually looking at one of the playoff fights and going with McMath and RSL. I just like the way they're playing right now. Uh, Portland is so streaky, so hit or miss, and we haven't been able to rely on them. I really think McMath might have the best clean sheet chance out of the Western Conference altogether for a home team. Um, even then, the road teams have not. I don't. I see a lot of goals in the West on Decision Day. I just. I do. I think. I don't think any teams really got a good chance at it, but I like McMath the best. So I'm leaning that way. So with that, I think the chalky picks that I threw in there first, I like Moutinho just like Ashley. I think he's the bonus point guy for a double game week team. I think you want that bonus point player, but I worry about Orlando rotation a lot. They have rotated their guys, and they've got multiple guys at every position. So I, I do worry about that a little bit. And then Callens and Miazga are the other two that are just obvious to throw in. They get bonus points. They're goal threats. They do really well. Uh, but the other name that I'm looking at as possibly a bench play or just a different one, I really like Aaron Herrera for RSL this week. I think going into Portland, that's a good one. He gets some attacking bonus points. He gets in, he gets involved a lot. I think Brody's the other side of that for of that positional battle. Like he's on the other other side of the defense. I think either one of those guys could really do some damage against Portland. And they are live this weekend. So it's everything to play for. <clears throat> it's it's one of those great matchups. And I could just see somebody from RSL putting up a monster score, getting in the attack a little bit and making some magic happen for their team when they really need it. So it's it's kind of weighing the chalk versus going for something a little crazy and seeing if I could improve my overall standing at the end of the season with something just kind of outlandish and out there a little bit, but I don't necessarily trust going New York city on the road yeah. or taking two road defenders. I mean, looking at me, and Callens, that's two road defenders and that's more than I ever really take. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're all on the right, uh, the right path with, with also this. Uh, I'm kind of like you, Ashley, I'm looking at that, 
that Galese with the single game week. And I guess I'm splitting, I'm merging both views because I'm looking at Galese and McMath. Uh, I can I can see both of those Galese games, and I do like McMath, and I can have that that pivot if I need to him with a keeperoo. So I think that's a that's a a good keeperoo. The only slight danger to it is what does Portland come out doing and with the good form and, and the quality that we know that McMath has uh, as I think, he, I think it's safe to say that McMath is, is definitely, uh, we are a fan of his as a show. We've, we've uh, mm. liked what he has done for fantasy or his fantasy value. Um, but that's the final the final game and, and everything's in the line. So that that's a lot of pressure there, but I think that that's a smart move. I think we've targeted all the the general players that we're going for. I mean, you could definitely go something crazy with loading up, especially with pause being questionable. You might double up with that Miami back defense uh, just to see if you can get lucky. If lightning will strike twice, they're the double home game team this week. So um, you might, you might give that a shot. I don't know, but I, I think we're looking at a lot of the right players. The, the other teams, it's just going to be, such a crapshoot. I mean, you you will likely find some team that is not having anything to play for and has some defense that comes out and gets a clean sheet, and it's just going to be a such a crapshoot. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So it's it's going to be a crapshoot. I prefer to stick with some of these teams that are going to be more known quantities, even though there is that added pressure of where you're going to be with the playoffs. That's mm-hmm. uh, at least a bit more predictability of, of who's going to be out there and, and some play time, but. Uh, going over to to chat doesn't look like we really have anybody else to add. Uh, McMath, Blake, um, Minsa Miazga, uh, also Waterman is Gene saying. I know there was a slight maybe Stepped injury out early or something. Blaine said, right? Yeah, yeah, he he came out early with an injury. Uh, chat said it was nothing major. I mean, I, I like him. He's 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 yeah. on the road. Second game for for Miami. Um, Montreal's tough, so uh, very valid. I really struggle with the East because all the defenses I really want to pick from are road games. Well, and Kyoto didn't start. Um, I didn't see anything about that. I don't know if we had anything in our notes, but he didn't start. Wasn't even on the bench um, for Montreal this weekend. And if I'm I'm looking it up, I'm trying to yeah, Montreal I believe yeah has clinched a home buy. Um, they're they've clinched second in the East, so. You know, I'm interested to see what that makes their Saturday lineup look like. Um, I could well, definitely see that being a team who who rotates some. Yeah, you know? Montreal is still alive for that first first seed, though. That's a two point. You're difference. right. So you're right. I'm. So I, I'm oh, it's it, only it, below them. It yeah, it's one of those. They can't finish worse than second, so they may just say we're second. We're not going to risk injury to our guys, and we're going to go for it. Or they may say, no, we can knock off Philly if Philly has a bad game. Right. Yeah, they're not in charge of their own destiny in that situation, right? Yeah. So it does make me wonder. You're. Yeah, that's a good yeah. point. Um, yeah. Chat's got a good one. Uh, Brandon just threw it out there. Um, Air Force One, uh, Parada. <laughs> um, BP machine playing hosting mm-hmm. New York City. I mean, and he's got goals in him. Atlanta's a tough one for me. You guys know I'm very pro Atlanta. We yeah. have great friends of the show who are. This isn't a dig at Atlanta. Please don't come at me. Um, they're hard to read this year. They're hard to predict. Already knocked out of playoffs, playing at home at the Benz. I'm inclined to think that they're going to go for it. Like if I know Pineda, like I know Pineda. I really do think that they'll come out with like a, a real lineup here and, and, and try to maybe play spoiler to Philly well, a little bit, but also 
I don't know. Will they? <laughs> I I was gonna save this for a little bit later, but we're possibly looking at uh Joseph Joseph's last yeah. game in yeah. Atlanta. Yep. And if if he's playing in his last game yeah. in Atlanta and his team knows it and he starts. Yes. Everybody is going to be amped up on that team. It's yep. not just him. Everybody that's playing with him, everybody that has played with him for multiple years is going to be amped up to send him off the best they can. Yep. Because if it's his last game, nobody is going to fault him for leaving at this point. It's a rough situation all around. The organization has not done well around him. Yep. The players are going to play for him to send him off the right way. If he starts, I mean, that's a huge thing that I'm looking at. I want to see where he's going to be, what's going to happen with this team. But yeah, Atlanta could come out firing on all cylinders and absolutely take it to whoever they would play. This week, it just happens to be City. That really weighs into this and... uh William asked in chat, Lennon, I mean, we're talking about Parada, but Lennon's another one. Just if if he, if Joseph's going to have his last game in a good game, Lennon's going to want at least one of those assists. Yeah, so, yeah I mean, check the New York lineup and see what, what they field against them. Yeah, that. yeah, That's what would make it tougher for Lennon. Yeah, and New York City is locked in. Now, this is that's in flux. I think they can finish. They're currently in third, but if the teams behind them pick up enough points... I think they can finish fifth or sixth, maybe even seventh. Like they they could fall a ways down, and they could lose that home game pretty quick. Yep. So yeah, a lot to uh, be had. Just check check the lineups and and see. But you definitely have some good options this round that uh, can have some varied defense to fit whatever style and risk you want to take. Let's move on now to midfielders. Blaine, who do you like? Um, I think you lock in uh, Facundo Torres. As a double game week player, you just you lock him in. Everybody should have him. It's too good of an option with Miami and Columbus. He's been playing really well. I know he's a rotation risk. If I see him not starting that first game, I'll probably drop him to the bench and out of the starting lineup. But he is definitely going to be in there because he has subbed in so many times this year and outscored Pereira as a sub in player. So mm -hmm. I just I don't see. I can't envision a week in this double with a single double game week or a single matchup in the double game week where I don't take the best midfielder in that double game week. Assuming the news on pause is that he is out for that first game. Yeah. I mean, if pause was playing both games, he's a lock in your lineup too, just to see what happens. But Facundo Torres is worth a bench play. Even if he doesn't start the first game, you have to take him this week. After that, it gets a little interesting. Um, I do like Acosta on the road to, at DC. That's just good. I think uh, Pooch had a bad, a uh, little bit of an off game, but they're go LA is going Missed to Houston. Penalty. Yeah, yeah, LA is going to Houston. Houston is not the greatest defense in the world. Mm -hmm. um, he's been playing really well. I expect that to continue. I actually struggled finding my midfielders in the absence of pause because it's, I don't see anybody. I like a lot of road games here. It's just, it's tough to figure out where the points are going to come from. Um, 
I threw a uh, Zellerion on the bench in my initial draft just because I Columbus needs a win to really get the or to make the playoffs. Like they have to do something and one of the scariest things I've ever seen in MLS is Zellerion hungry. When he needs to make something happen, he makes it happen. He will give you everything he's got. He plays with that attitude. Columbus needs a win and they need some help. So it's going to be watching that midweek game. If that goes really south, Columbus may be, may not be in that, but I just have to go with Columbus. They've got the midweek game too, the, that continuation from Charlotte. So We'll have to see where that goes, but it kind of depends on their standing. But I expect Zella to show up for that. And beyond that, um, another guy that's in the hunt, and I think he's really hitting his form right now, is Ryan Gauld in Vancouver. It's another road game, but he has been on fire lately. He has been making magic happen. They call him the Scottish Messi for a reason. Um, In a do-or-die, trying to make the playoff scenario, I will go with him. I don't see how you can get away with him away from him, knowing how much he has to play for, knowing he there's there's no safety net there. Vancouver wins and they have a chance. Vancouver loses and they're out at this point. Like it it's one of those. And he's got an eight, a nine, and a seventeen in his last three. And he has been on the score sheet in each of those games. I can't get away from him on this one. And I just think you got to go with the team in the hunt right now. And that's Gauld in Vancouver. Ashley. Yeah, I have, I have some overlap, you know, with Lane this week. Um, Torres after pause before I knew he was out. Uh, Torres was the first in my team. Um, I'm keeping an eye on new England for heel. Uh, I, I like the matchup, um, but I just, new England is, such a dumpster fire as far as expectations. I just don't know. The fact that he didn't even get to take that PK last weekend, I was, like, livid about that. I don't know who's taking the penalty kick off Carlos' heel, but no one no one I like. Uh, so, you know, I just don't know what to what to do with them. I, I still think he's healed, but um, – and Chicago's not keeping a ton of goals out anymore, but um, it, it, was, it was definitely not something I felt fully confident in. I like Ricky Puish. Um, I think, like Wayne said, going to to Houston um, is a good matchup for him. Uh, I am going to keep Mukhtar in my lineup. I think going, you know, to LAFC, I expect a lot of rotation from LAFC. I could be very off there. Um, he didn't produce this week, but that doesn't mean he's not still Hani Mukhtar. Uh, even with a road game, um, you know, there's still some for them to play for. So I, I definitely think he's worth a shout. Um, and then I also have Lucho Acosta um, versus DC. You know, they need that win to make playoffs. Um, I know they just got off a double, but I do like him this week. And then um, I don't feel the same about, about Zella Ryan. Um, Columbus's form has dipped. His form has dipped. Um, they're playing two games, but we only get points for one. So um, I, I just don't know that I like him on that last day on the road game. Um I definitely agree about Gauld, although he's not on the bubble for me. My two bubble players um, this week are Gazdag, who, yes, had a terrible performance this past week, um, but I'm interested in that matchup. What those lineups look like is kind of dependent to me. Um, And then the other, you know, outlier player, and it kills me to even say it, is Sebastian Blanco. Um, 
Portland is an emotional team. They're a team that, you know, until this loss against LAFC was in a good run of form. I think they still are, honestly, in a good run of form. Um, Cerevese benched him, Blanco, for that game. Um, I'm not sure why. My assumption was rest. Um, but maybe there's an injury there. Both Yumichar and Blanco rested. Um, but if there's a guy on a team who needs the win for playoffs that I, I like more than Blanco, I'm not sure. You know, his point production hasn't been incredibly consistent, but neither is RSL's defense. So I feel like I'm spouting out a lot of road names this week, but um, those are just the the players that I I think could have the most impact on their games. Um, so while I don't often get behind um, the Portland or the Blanco of it all, I, I think that he might be kind of a sneaky bench pick this week if, if you're going to bench a midi, which, I, you know, I don't often do. Um, I also considered, I don't know if you did this too, Blaine, I just looked, okay, what is the rest of Miami's midfield look like? Who are, who are other players that play for them? Bryce Duke has gotten some consistent points. Not going to put him in my team. Um, he's not a consistent starting player, um, but he's definitely popped once or twice. Um, and then Gregor is the only other one who seems to pick up some consistent points. Um, but I'm assuming there'll be a bit of a change in formation without Pozuelo. Um, and I just don't know any of those players. None of them are do, have done enough for me to think, oh, two home games, I'll pick blank up. And I, I'll touch on who I do like from Inter Miami as we move into forwards, but um, there was just no one else from that team that really stood out to me. I think you could do a bold Pereira Torres combo or or one of the other, um, you know, Orlando midfielders. But I, I don't know. I just don't love their matchups enough to go for that. Um, I for me Torres is enough. It's really hard for me to not like max out on double gimmick players, even when it's just two teams. But I just can't justify. Um, you know, some of the additional players from Miami or Orlando. So for me, I'm just sticking with, with Torres in, in the midfield. Um, and then, yeah, I, I, I have some, some inner Miami love as we yeah. go the line, but. With Reed stepping away for a minute, I want to kind of go down this rabbit hole because we have time and we don't have anybody telling us. We no can't. one's here to tell us? Not um I like, I, I'm with you. I always try to take maximum double game week players. And it burned me last week getting off the of Seattle guys because Fry and Yamar would have been fantastic for my final score. Um, So I, I'm looking for ways to get six double game week players in my team. And I just can't justify it. Not on decision day, not when pause is out. Like, I get it. Okay, I've got Zella on my bench as i pointed out i think a hungry columbus do or die playoff time is a big deal but that zealous spot could that zealous spot could easily be pereira which i am over pereira i had him in draft i had both i had both uh torres and pereira in draft so it was it was interesting to watch that one play out but i i could see zella becoming a double game week bench midfielder that I just want to see both scores and see what He's, happens. Zilla doesn't get two scores though. No, no, no. I'm just saying I could see a double game week midfield oh, got it, got in it, got place it. of Zella. Yes, this sure. week. Got it. Like that that's a 50-50 trade-off for me. Do I take Zella single when he's hungry, or do I take per a double game week guy who's hopeful? Or yeah. 
do I instead go with Driussi, who I did not have in my draft? That's a good matchup. That's a, a guy that's in the hunt for the oh. golden boot. Yep. Like, if there's going to be any defense, And we've said, Driussi at home, he's goal-dependent, but he's goal-producing, right? That's my... Yeah. Yeah, and if I'm looking at a bench play Otteru, right. If I'm looking at a, a first scrub starter, I mean, Driussi... If I put him in my lineup, he's my first he's my first starter to scrub out. Sure. At that point, because he is so goal dependent, mm-hmm. they are pretty much locked into their standing. It's like there's all these things weighing. I want to take more double game week players. I just can't find single game week guys to drop in order to grab yeah. bonus. Especially in the midfield. Players. Especially in the midfield. Yeah. I, I like mid- what Reed said maybe about getting crazy and throwing a a double Miami defender maybe because they're on a double and a double home. I mean, um, but yeah, in the midfield, there's not a double up for me. There's not an inner Miami midfielder. I like with Pozuelo out. Um, I think people can have their preferences and I could see with what Pereira can still contribute um, maybe leaning towards him. But yeah, I agree about, about Torres. I think he stood out more yeah. from a fantasy perspective. Um you know, they do they do occasionally kind of have that group feast mentality where Junior Urso gets on the board or, or their Arujo gets on the board, but yeah. um, not enough so that I feel the need to pick both, right? Or to pick more than one. So yeah. And for me, I think you pick one uh and you roll with it <clears throat> as far as the midfield. I concerned. don't I don't know that I can take any of those guys over I mean, we haven't talked about him. Yeah. I talked about Gauld. Uh, Salt Lake doesn't really have anybody, but we haven't even mentioned Reynoso here. Yeah, and but he this didn't is produced I mean, for me last week. That's what I I think kind of tore. It. Yeah, but you've got me. yes, you've got Blanco in there. Mm-hmm. Like we have Blanco, Reynoso, and Gauld on a win in their end. Like I was just reviewing this. Yeah, it's if RFL beats Portland, they are in the playoffs. They leapfrog Portland. Like that's it. Yeah. If Vancouver beats Minnesota. They leapfrog Minnesota. They yeah. are in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Uh, Minnesota's in with a draw. Portland is in with a draw. Like yeah. we have this. Like okay, Portland only needs a draw. That you keep that in the back of your mind because that's a big deal in how you let line these teams up. Mm-hmm. I, you say they rested their guys against LAFC. Well, LAFC was in the shield hunt and they locked it up. Yeah. Like okay. You've got a hungry LFC that can lock up the shield and have a have an off week if they want it. Okay. Coach goes, let's just rest our guys. Doesn't matter if we lose this game. We still control our destiny. And a draw puts us in for the most part. A win and we're in. Let's save our guys, get them 100%, and let's go at it in this last game. And RSL is a very winnable game for Portland. Sure. It yeah. is. So, yeah. But we've got three top midfielders that we have liked throughout the season and through their time in MLS playing a win in their end game. Yeah. I definitely think it's worth looking at. I think, you know, the fact that they start a little later shouldn't factor in. Um, Yeah. I think we've kind of already said this and I think the midfield picks really drive it home, which is that um, pay attention to lineups this week. Know those storylines like Blaine's saying, know, who needs the win, know who's already out. Um, just really, really get those those rosters looked at um, and be prepared to kind of make make some changes, right, based on what, mm-hmm. what teams roll out and what you know about what those games matter to those teams. 
Um, just for Reed's sake, let's go ahead and. Yeah, well, I was gonna I was gonna address two things from chat and then we'll move on to forwards. Um, we've got a question. Uh, Dreesi and Mukhtar are they still in the battle for the golden boot? Uh, Mukhtar yeah. has a two goal lead in that. Um, that's where we're at. Both of them are have their playoff spots. They're Mukhtar's on the road against LAFC, decent defensively, but might rotate. And then Dreesi's at home against you know not the best Colorado defense already eliminated. So. I mean, and this is a case for Mukhtar. Um, Cam actually said in chat, he LAFC has said they're not going to rotate because they've got such a long layoff. Say that, right? Yeah. Well, they've got such a but long yes. layoff that they don't want the rust to come in. Sure. But still, Mukhtar, I mean, realistically, Mukhtar needs one to lock it in. I don't know quite what the tiebreakers look like there. Just, I'm, I think. Uh, but I mean, if he gets one, it would take a hat trick and tiebreakers for Drew UC yeah. to beat him. Like Mook's gonna he's gonna want his one. Sure. And there's not really too much potential to leapfrog for a home playoff match. Like nope. it's so it's it's kind of crazy. But you may see Mukhtar rest, honestly. I don't I just don't know what's gonna happen on this one. Uh but yes, that one is going. And then um no, that's not true. Not, if Nashville win, um they could leapfrog LA. They can if LA loses or whatever. Ties, yeah. Ties, yeah. Just no, a tie point. puts them at yeah. They they so I mean they're they right points. If they drop yeah. if LA if Galaxy drop points, um Nashville can can jump them. So yeah. And get a get a home home stretch. It, so yeah, I I mean I think I the other I question move trying to be up. Go ahead. Yeah, the other question we had was what do we think of Chicago? Like I don't think anything of Chicago going into this this weekend. I mean, a general question of what I think of Chicago yeah. is different. I think that I think of Chicago the same I think of New England Revolution, which is I don't know what to think about them the last four to six weeks. So they're a team that's inconsistent, and they go up and down in quality. Um, they go up and down in whose quality. Um, so, yeah, that yeah. might be a game that I don't even end up touching um because they're both so consistently inconsistent the yeah. only the only person that continues to stay who they are is carlos heel so um yeah i'm if not you, picking chicago this week i don't i don't think because no one is consistent for them yeah i mean if you like what you saw from gutierrez last week on a Durand. score duran's been good but i think he's listed as forward he is a forward sorry yeah he is a forward but I mean, I mean, you got Shakiri and Gutierrez, and maybe Mueller if you want him. Um, I think you have to wait for the New England Revolution lineup for that one. If they yeah. heavily rotate, if Arena says we're out of the playoffs, we're going to rest our big names, we're going to see what we've got depth wise, and get ready for next year. It's a, it's an away game. It's not like it's a big send off for any of their players that wouldn't be returning. If if you see a heavily rotated New England side. Maybe I start looking at one of these uh, Chicago mids as a bench play. Sure. Because be, just to be honest, I mean, chat brought it up. It's a good question to ask. Yeah. Like, because Chicago's sneaky, puts up some sneaky, impressive scores every once in a while from one of their midfielders. Correct. Kiri yeah. goes off. Gutierrez goes off like he did last week. Mueller, yeah. Mueller goes off. Like, it's just, where do you, if they get the points, great like yeah throw, be willing to throw one on your bench if you see things go south everywhere else yeah like, it's Zella, not... if Vela if Vela's not in if the lineups look bad if the midweek game goes horrible 
yeah, sure. That could easily become a Chicago spot for me if the lineups look right. Yeah, I'm not touching anyone from that game except for maybe Heal. Um, I don't, I don't have enough faith in what Chicago has done is doing. Like I said, both those teams are very inconsistent, um, and that's something that I try to avoid, uh, especially on the last week of fantasy. You know, so yeah, we kind of waited for you, but not on purpose. Okay, so forwards. Mm-hmm. Forwards, Blaine. Um. Uh, Iguain on the bench. He's retiring. Uh, Miami's got a double. Like, as much as I love Campania and would love to see him start, he was so hot. Iguain's been starting lately. It's a swan song for him. Let's see if put up a few goals. I mean, if he's gonna have four goals in a week, this is the week to do it because he's never playing again. Like I will put a guy like that on the bench because he could go out with one of the greatest double game weeks in MLS history. And I think he knows that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I would love it if he gets a hat trick in his final game against Montreal and smoking a cigarette in the final, in, in his post game. From your lips to his ears. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's just make it happen and go out big. <laughs> um, other than that, I'm looking at some different guys. Uh, I'm kind of waiting on that midweek from Columbus, but if they're still in the hunt, I like Cucho. I just a hungry, a hungry Columbus team is something I'm not willing to sleep on. Uh, Porter is a coach that gets his guys amped up for these games. The, his teams always show up in do or die situations and give a good fight. They may not win, but they always give a good fight. So if Columbus is live and fighting for that la- for their playoff spot, I expect Kucho to be on form. Same with Zella. So I'm leaning that way. And then there's Ferreira from Dallas. I just, I just have that feeling. I know it's against Sporting. Sporting's been playing much better lately. Um, Dallas doesn't really have anything to play for. He does, though. He's trying to make a World Cup roster, so... Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's just... I I have that feeling about Ferreira, but part of me just wants to homer it out and take Agata, who has been absolutely spectacular. And part of me just uh, is saying, throw it all up against the wall, I'm going to take Zardes just because. You've been taking him all year. I feel like, actually, no. I have taken him a couple of times. Okay, okay, okay. No, I have. It's just... I feel like kind of going Homer. I don't. I don't dislike that matchup with the way Austin's defense has been playing. Dallas. Uh, I. I feel like. Oh, Zardes. You're talking about Zardes. Sorry. Zardes. Sorry. Yeah. The way Austin's defense has been playing, they can't. They can't improve. They can't hurt their standings. This could be the Fidriusi game, trying to give him the golden boot, and they give everything to him because they can't finish worse than second, and they can't finish first. So. Yeah. What if they just their whole game plan is feed Riusi, try to get him the golden boot because they can, and that opens them up to the whatever counterattack Colorado has. Yeah. And Zardes to me is kind of playing for his contract. He got ousted in Columbus, mm-hmm. picked up by the only team that would really have him at the price, that was desperate for any type of goals they could get. Like Zardes is playing for a contract, whether it's in Colorado, whether it's a new team. I don't even know if he's out of contract this year. It's like one of my favorite players. I don't even know a situation. Kind of two year, but I could be wrong. But 
I think it's a contract year for him. But even if it's not, I mean, he's got trade value for Colorado. It, there's just so much there. He's playing for a contract as far as I'm concerned. And guys in that situation in the final week, that's why we always say watch out for the kids when they play. Anybody playing for a contract is somebody to watch out for. Sure. And I think he's just in that situation. I may just have fun with the forward position because yeah. nobody's – other than Iguain, nobody's really standing out to me this week. Okay. Ashley, yeah. who do you like? I, I'm starting Higuain. That's not a bench spot for me. Um, I know he announced his retirement, and I expect there to be, you know, some implications of that in these two games. But um, I legitimately might captain him. I, I'm definitely starting Higuain. Um, I certainly hope he scores a hat trick and walks off with a cigarette. That's just my number one dream. Um, I'll just keep saying it and try to will it into existence. Uh, then I'm going with, with Brenner um, at D.C. I think that favors him. Um, I th- honestly think you could talk Vasquez. I just think Brenner's form is a little bit better. Um, but Vasquez is big, like number nine frame, I think might do well if DC comes out in the three back, um, which they've been going back and forth with this season. I don't know how much Ro- Rooney's been doing it. Um, another team that just has nothing to play for playing against a team that has everything to play for. So um, that's an interesting matchup for me. Um with nothing to play for, I could see Wayne Rooney trotting out some kids. Um, he was never going to turn the team around this season, so um, they might, you know, let him do that. We'll see. Um, and then my third striker spot, I I want to want to bet against Atlanta, which might be, um, or sorry, not Atlanta. I want to bet against Toronto because they don't particularly travel well um, and haven't been playing spectacularly. So my instinct was to pick a Philly player. Um, I think they're really going to want to write that 4-0 in-conference loss. Um, and so Carranza was someone I thought of, or Uri. Um, but since we've been talking, and I know this wasn't the intention of the conversation, I might do Yosef as my bench striker if he's mm-hmm. starting. Um, I just – now, I see him not starting and that the team isn't appreciating Yosef's storyline continuing. I could be wrong. Um but he's been fit enough and able to start for so many weeks now and still not um, that it would surprise me from a Pineda slash front office perspective to see him start even with all the rumblings. But if he is, those fans have never done him dirty, but the team has, I don't know. It's something that I'm just kind of entertaining. Um, The way my team is currently lined up, I have a striker on the bench and that's kind of a spot that, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of toying with, um, I, I like what Blaine said about Jesus Ferreira. I think that that's a great shout just to kind of really dig into Blaine's wardrobe choice today. Bella has been the most consistent scorer, um, for LAFC in their last four runs, four or five runs of games. I think it said, um, I don't know that I'll pick him up because, you know, again, situationally, um, but I think that that would be a decent shout at home if they're not, if they're not rotating, which I kind of don't believe um, if they're not rotating, I think he, he would be an interesting one, but I also think he's the first one subbed out because um, the new DP and Arango are definitely in health. Um, but Bella is the one who, you know, a couple of seasons in a row has been banged up going into playoffs. So um yeah, for me right now, it's a hard lock on Higuain, a hard lock on Brenner, though I could hear Vasquez and then 
that third spot i'm going back and forth but i really want it to be yosef for the story ashley you're you're egoing walking off smoking a cigarette dream i've got one similar and that's a yosef hat trick and one not last ride to atlanta I mean, how like, many times have we seen a Yosef hat trick in, if, the, in if, that stadium? If he you know? walks out of Atlanta on a hat trick, yeah. I mean, that would be the ultimate fu to the organization. Drinking a yerba mate. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? I, I I agree with you with Higuain. I also have Brenner seated in the spot right now, um, and I don't know if I may I may just rock those two and go and go with. Uh, with the five midfield and two forwards and just see, I mean, uh, I, I get all the other arguments. I think we've touched on all the players that, that are like on the short list for there. Anybody else just becomes a long shot. Um, I don't think there's anybody else from Orlando that you really want to slot in that spot there. Um, and Columbus, I don't know. I just feel like I, I just can't pick Columbus because I, I want them to not no, don't make do it. it. Yeah, I want him to not make it. Like I want Orlando, Miami to make it, and I want them to miss out. It would just, it would just be, be so good. Does that mean uh, you need to it. take Columbus? Give him that bad juju. I, no, no, I understand. No, no, I've thought that, but I just like I just can't do it. Like I don't, I don't. I'm like no. I'm just going to be like no. You're, you, you don't get it. You don't get it. It's, it's three Cincinnati guys, and that's who gets to help, help end the season for me. So because I, I've rarely pick them most of the year. So it's like, no, I want to like end it with three guys in my lineup and like, go, let's go all out. All right. Last thing. Uh, captains, Ashley. Yeah. Um, I am honestly considering Gonzalo Higuain for the retirement. He's on a double. I don't think it's the worst. Um, if not, I think I'm probably going to put it on Torres for Orlando. Blaine. Yeah. If Torres starts that first game, he's been a rotation risk lately. If he starts that first game, I think it's on him because I've been taking midfielders, but part of me wants just to go back to my roots and captain a forward and Higuain's the guy there. So it's one of those two, depending on who starts. I think you're right. It's got to be a player who starts both double game week. So either of those are good shouts. Okay. Well, let's, uh, let's get things wrapped up. Edit. Okay. And uh, let's go with plugs. Blaine. Uh, just the community. This has been such a fun year with the community and everything. And it's one of those that help you through so many tough times. And I know Ranch is having the tough time. Thoughts and prayers to him. Uh, send him a kind word. It's been a rough week for him. And just, but that's what this community does. I know I had problems early on with Lily and Nick Yu. And I, there were so many positive vibes coming from the community as a whole. And it's what it is. Uh, tough times are where the community really comes together, even through COVID. And so it, it's just, I, I can't not plug this group because they've helped everybody out through so many rough situations in their personal life and in this world. And it's just, if you're not part of it and you're still listening to the show, go be part of that community. There, There's too many good people there that are really trying to help everybody get through whatever life throws at them. Ashley. Um, my plug is Sally Yates. If you know it, and if you don't, you should look it up. All right. Well, I'm going to plug the Discord as well. A fantastic community. Been a great group as always again this year. If you've not already checked that out, uh, it's active over the offseason. It's active during World Cup. Uh, it's active. They've got fantasy oh, football yeah. guys there for hand eggs. So uh, go check that out. The MLS Fantasy Boss slash Discord, the easiest way check out that community uh and uh, we'll say it again in, in a couple of weeks but uh, officially with this group thank you so much to blaine and ashley for for being with us this year ashley's first year uh with with the show i hope it's been as fun for her as it has been for us 
to have her. And so we're, we're not finished yet. We are coming back with, with one more episode. Uh, so as always, not for the last time yet. Good luck. My second year. It's fine. What? It's fine. What? Fine. What? <laughs>